Hersey. I'm Beverly Valori. <laughs> welcome again to travel with by pet sitting. What are we? It's been so long since we've done a, an, an episode, and we know that they haven't been as frequent as we would like. But we haven't been pet sitting because of COVID. Well, we've, been we've been doing more touring, and you know, we meant to do some a podcast when we were in uh, Florida because we spent what a month and a half or two months touring around Florida, but we just never seemed to get to it. No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't. I, I think Actually, we, we were having in the Everglades and in Cedar Key, we were having a whole lot of fun. We were having fun, but it didn't have animals. No, and it didn't. We, and we mentioned that several times. So now we're back in Big Canoe, Georgia, doing a repeat pet set of the one we did in December uh, for Blue, the um, um, the big the big pet bull. His brother, Rudy, is... Um, in he's, in in behavior school. Yes, he's at Mr. Manners um, Prep School. Yes, for and two which, weeks, which was needed, much needed. And I really appreciate that the homeowners did it, so that we. He's just getting. He was getting hard to handle. He that was, was a such strong a dog. strong combination of pet bull, pit bull, and boxer, and he was so energetic, or is so energetic. I mean, he's like ADHD. <laughs> on steroids uh, and strong on top of it. And then we have Snickers, the cat, who actually is a dog dressed as a cat. Yeah, he really is. And uh, and we've recommended to the homeowners that maybe they might want to get a harness for Snickers. Take him for walks. Take him for walks, which, yeah. which we saw in Florida. And I was going, man, that reminds me of Snickers. And Snickers went... has been helping Bev with her puzzles again here. <laughs> if you haven't seen the little video on Instagram, go check out our Instagram on the uh, road with Bev. On the road with Bev. <laughs> Bev came close to strangling him the other day. Well, At any rate, Snickers we, likes a lot of attention. We are doing a can. Our the most frequently asked question we get is, which is your favorite pet sit? And as we said in a previous episode, that's hard to say. Favorites hard to say because they're all so unique. So we did a couple of uh, episodes on the stories of different places. So this is a continuation of that. Um, three more pet sits in England. In England. We're and uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's kind of like saying, what, who's your favorite kid in your family? Yeah. Well, maybe actually that might be easier. I shouldn't say that. But as we actually, when we've been reviewing um, each of our pet sits for this podcast, um, we just start beaming every time we do this. We are, we're going to continue with this one after doing three in England. In our previous one, we're doing three more. And the next one we're going to talk about was in Kenning Hall, which is near Norwich, England. If you're looking at a map and looking at England, it's northeast. So it's to the right-hand side, almost on the, uh, on the border of England towards France. Uh, is Norwich, and Kenning Hall is like a spot of the size of a pinhole. A little, tiny little village <laughs> with one main street and one pub and one tea house. <laughs> there you go. And the pub is like 16th century old, 1,600 years. I mean, it's just amazing how old it is. Now, the distinction with this one was this is the first time we got to take care of horses. Yeah. And I remember when we applied for this pet sit, I talked to Graham, who was the um, communicator for the pet sit, and I was very frank with him, which is what we highly recommend to anyone interested in this, in doing pet sitting, just tell them the truth. And we said, although we love horses and have been around horses and have done a little bit of riding, we are definitely not pros. We, we, I can't say we really know what we're doing. And Graham got back to us and he said, that's not a problem. I will show you everything you need to know to take care of Crystal and Sapphire. 
And so with that, we said, okay. And you know, the, this one was an interesting process of acquiring this pet sit because normally we apply for it and then there's some communication and then we might do a, a Zoom call or a Facebook call or something like that, or not Facebook, but uh, FaceTime call, call to get acquainted, uh, to see each other, see what the house looks like, ask a bunch of questions so that we know what we're getting into and they know what they're getting into, etc. And he just said, okay, fine, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) My first reaction was, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, what are we getting into? (laughs) If they'll take anybody, we're in real trouble. (laughs) It ended up being a really, it was a very modest house in a very little modest town, but as usual, we found our way through and had a charming time. I remember um, twice a day we would go and take care of the horses, which were how how far from the house? Oh, it's a twenty-minute drive. Yeah, about that. that. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, the I was going the first day when we were trying to follow him as he was showing us how to get there down the little crooked roads and everything. I was going, oh brother, we will never get back here. I was, (laughs) and we had to do this twice a day. Well, as it turns out, it became. One of the highlights of this pet sit yep. was to be in the car and go down, remember Pheasant Alley? Pheasant Lane, Pheasant Lane. is what Bev coined it. Oh, there were so many pheasants. We'd see, I don't know, 15 pheasants easy, a day, every easy. day, twice a day. <laughs> and, then, and then from there, we would go a little further and there were an enormous hog farm, hogs on either side of us. And it was in the spring and they were dropping little pink babies. Every time we went by, there'd be new little babies. And it was odiferous. <laughs> And then we would get through, the next little part would be all the lambs being born because there was a huge sheep farm. And so by the time we got to the horses, of course, I'm beaming. And then the horses would come running to us. Oh, my God. After the first or second day, we came around the corner at the sheep farm, and there they were waiting for us at the fence. (laughs) And they saw the car, and they started galloping towards the other end where they sort of had picked up that we were going to park <laughs> park there. Well, I, I thought it was, oh, boy, they fell in love with us. Nah, they just knew we were going to feed them. <laughs> and it was Sapphire and Crystal, mm-hmm. and they were these huge uh, Danish warmbloods. I had never heard of this breed before, neither had Bev. Huge animals, uh, black and white, and um, they were just the sweetest, gentlest, most wonderful um, horses. Hungry. <laughs> now, we had told the owner, Graham, that we're not professionals with this. We like being around horses and we're comfortable being around horses, but we're not pros. So don't ask us to do anything really complicated here. Uh, and make sure you leave the vet's number in case something happens. And, but I can remember one day um, we would bring this feed from the house and we'd put it in this bucket um, and it had to soak up with water. From the horse shed, yeah. Um, the and then we'd um, uh, mix it up with the other stuff from uh, the, in the shed. And then uh, Sapphire, the larger of the two, tried to get into the shed one day. Because <laughs> Bev wasn't mixing it fast enough. I remember Graham warning us. He said, oh yeah, keep the gate closed. <laughs> They'll be right in there with you. Yeah, they they just couldn't get fat. They loved to chow they, down. And remember, we'd have to be careful feeding them because um, was it was it Sapphire was the one that was so kept pushing Crystal away? Yeah, we had to, to separate them. We had to feed them one. <laughs> this one over here and that one over there. 
Yeah. And then we had little Tilly, which was the dog had I had to be a thousand years old. On its last legs, I'm it telling was you. The littlest Cutest. I held it the entire time. We and kept on holding shake. our breath. Do not go on our watch. <laughs> one, of, one of our nightmares. And actually, in this podcast, we're going to talk about that nightmare coming true, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we were... We not were with Tilly. No, no, no. Not with Tilly. Tilly... Tilly's probably still alive. I have a feeling Tilly is going to be around for a I'm long time. I'm not so time. sure about that. <laughs> we also met the um, the jockey who was in the field next door, and he was telling us some stories about oh, that yeah. region and the horses and... But I think another of the highlights, the things I remember about this was the pub. The pub. The, the pub. pub. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it was across the street from the church, which was, um, you know, ironic and it, it, it is <laughs> the height of irony. Uh, right across the street from the church, they were both about 500 years old. Um, and I mean that sincerely. And we'd go in there and I had to duck a lot, you know, because they had the really low ce- ceilings. And man, we went in there one Saturday afternoon and it was packed <clears throat> with people had had sort of brought their instruments. There were violins, there were guitars. There, there were, were spoons. spoons. <laughs> yeah, right. Some of them just their voices. Yep. Yeah. And they were jamming. They were jamming. They were speaking, uh, reading poetry that they had and written. singing, and it was, and it was, it was packed. I remember feeling a little tentative at first, but luckily we had met the barmaid. Yes. And so uh, we sat right at the bar, and they just included us. And it was, oh man, I, what I, I would love to take that back to our little town in Arizona to have that jamming session on. Oh, Saturdays the feeling of that is just, um, um, you know, I wish we could go back because um, it was such a warm and generous feeling. And, um, you know, every, of course, everybody in England is is very warm and, and willing to meet people from other countries. Mm-hmm. They really are, um, especially from from the United States. That's what we found. Yep. We were really embraced. Um, the... Uh, Remember the yeah. guy who who sang? All of a sudden, they start like this very fast-paced um, English song, and everybody knew the words except us. And they were singing up a storm, and he was singing at the top of his lungs, and he was like this Irish tenor. Was that Clive? Uh, um, yeah, Clive. <laughs> Clive, the round guy. And he was singing up a storm, and the next day... We were over back at the pub. Of course. Uh, of <laughs> course. Where tail, else do you go in a town that size? <laughs> and we were at the pub. And um, they, they said, were you here when Clive uh, passed out? Now, he didn't pass out from alcohol, although he could have. He didn't pass out from alcohol. I mean, he had. they were th- thinking he had a stroke. No. Um, and, and while they're telling us that story, <clears throat> in walks Clive. <laughs> And orders a pint. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's a guy who knows how to live every day. He knew day. how to live, boy, I'll tell you. Yeah, that was... Um, so, Kenny Kong, we did do one side trip. We we went to Norwich. Norwich. I remember. We don't do a lot of side trips when we're pet sitting. But sometimes, if it's within 40 minutes or so, and if, um, if we can leave the animals, which we rarely do. I mean, on this pet sit, <laughs> the dogs go with us literally everywhere. Um, but in that case, we did go for lunch. I yeah, we couldn't bring Tilly with us anyways because no, she was so fragile. 
Oh, God. Oh, it was fun. And so we finished up that, and then we went further south. We spent a week there with that pet set, and then we went on to Hamble. Which is actually kind of across the river from this, uh, from our first sit in Swanwick, just outside of Southampton. Um, so we had to drive into London and then take the train back down to, or we rented a car, I guess. Yes, we did. We had to drive into London and then drive down to Hamble near, uh, near Southampton or Swanwick. This was a, just an adorable seafront village. And it was kind of isolated. It had all those historic homes, um, beautiful sailing yachts and, um, and then fisher boats right in all mixed up together. And it had that little pink ferry that went back and forth over the, the strait there to yeah. the other part of I remember um, we were in Hamble and I remember overhearing Bev talking to one of her girlfriends on the phone and saying, it's, I feel like I'm living in a postcard. And that's what Hamble felt like. Um, it yeah, the was adorable. cobblestones and the oh. little, little village uh, pubs, of course, and restaurants. And even the grocery store was adorable. It was tiny. Everything well, was very, And very when tiny. we say little, we could take the dogs for a walk around the entire village. <laughs> and it wouldn't take an hour. Uh, but it was beautiful because half of it was along the water. So that was yeah, just, it was just gorgeous. Beautiful. And we had, we had two dogs. We had yet another Labradoodle, Oscar. Oscar, he was adorable. And then we had a very much older lab, Max. Max. And then this was your, re- you had to break I had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough with Jack. Every afternoon we started to get connected to this television series. I forget what it's called. Um, but it's about Cornwall, um, with a section of, of England, the southern part of England, uh, on the water. And we were really into that. And we started, we'd watch an episode of around four o'clock every day. And he'd come looking for me, Jack. He'd be, you couldn't find him all day long. And he would sat on the roof of, of a garage. <coughs> Excuse me. But he'd come looking for me and he'd sit on my chest or lay on my chest while I scratched his forehead. <coughs> John's recovering from a little bit of a cold. Pardon so me. I apologize for this. Um, so that was a real breakthrough. To that point, I really did not like cats, and cats did not like me, and I now think they're very cool. Well, yeah, ever since then, I mean, you have every single cat we've had since then, you've had some sort of little attraction to, which is it's interesting. We all can change. We and all can change. Do you remember us walking the dogs through the village one day? Uh, we had just gotten there, and this lady stopped in her car like a Volkswagen Beetle or a, some a Fiat or something <laughs> like that. Rolled down the windows and said, "Hey, you must be the Yanks." <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's something you want to think about when you're pet sitting: is that is that um, generally, especially when you're doing towns and villages like we are. Everybody will know who you are and what you're doing, and they've and got their eye on you. They do, and they'll get back to the homeowners. Um, we've we've met a lot of a lot of neighbors who we're still in contact with. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a fun thing. You can't get away with anything, no. can you? That was Hamble. But I remember, remember the uh, take, I remember taking the dogs for a walk. They had that really old doomsday cemetery, mm. and um, I remember it was Oscar was walking through and like reading 
all the gravestones. Honest to God, it was. I've got a photo of it. I mean, we've got a photo of it. It 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 was like, really? It was really something. He reads. <laughs> it was really something. It was a delightful pet sit, and we've been invited back by Jan a number of times. Uh, and at some point, we're hoping that we can get back there. Um, it was her, so. Her daughter was just oh, such Nic a Nicole at one point said to her mother in front of us, "Can they be my grandparents?" She was delightful. It was like whoa, whew. and really, she yeah. she was just entering university at that point. She's it's pretty exciting now. Time graduated for her. and she's working, and we stay in touch with them pretty much through Facebook. Yeah, we really really enjoyed Jan. She was quite quite a woman. Yes. Yep. Um, from, great house, great uh, house. Yeah, historic house that had been totally renovated, so it was very easy to live in. Um, but from there, um, we went up to, I can't say our favorite pet sit, but one of the many favorite oh. pet sits. And a lot of that was because it was in the Yorkshire Dales. Oh, this area is absolutely breathtaking. Um, the landscapes, um, the... You know, everything south of that is, you know, you see hedges um, separates everything. The, oh, the little narrow roads uh, are, are, it's all, what'd you call it? It's, uh, the properties are edged with yeah, hedges. Hedges. Um, and, and sometimes, you, you know, the hedges are taller than the cars. <clears throat> so you're driving along and you don't know who's coming after you or coming at you or towards you or whatever because <laughs> it's just hedges. The Yorkshire Dales. It's all rock walls, stone walls, and and there's no um, cement used with them. No, They're it's, all it's dry the, built. Dry stone walls, and even the, uh, <coughs> the cow Excuse sheds. Me. The cow sheds are rock. There are so many rocks, so it's a whole different feeling. That How they build these things? <laughs> it would do. I mean, the, some of them were so long and so enormous. You'd say to yourself, "How long did it take?" Well, it was, uh, from what I remember being told, is it was that when they cleared the land, they simply used the rocks, because it's all rock, and that's where all the walls came from. They would just push them and create these walls. And remember, they had the little gaps, because they have to allow people to pass through their land. That's a law. It's still t on the books to this day. Yeah. It's a law. You have to allow people to pass through. And so they had all the little holes with the little steps going up and you squeeze through the little hole to get on the other side of the We've wall. We've got a video of me squeezing through, which wasn't... Quite a sight. Quite, <laughs> yeah, we move on. <laughs> so um, we had one dog, the Labradoodle. Remember yet another... Scout. Labrador Scout, who once again, another Lab Labradoodle who got us lost, if you recall. Well, he took, <laughs> we took him on a, on a long walk on a Saturday morning and and or well, it could have been a Tuesday, I don't know. I forget one day from the next. And we were walking through the fields, as they do in England. They just walk through these fields, and they have to. And we were walking through these fields, and we kept walking, and we kept Swallow walking. Follow scout. scout. Had no idea where we were going. And we'd walk through some pastures that had... Uh, m more cows than people, I mean, a lot more, and they were just staring at us like we were in the wrong place. Um, and we came upon this... Pub. <coughs> Excuse me. It was a... The, it, finally, there was this pub, and I was going, oh, Civilization! <laughs> We've got Civilization! It's this tiny little road, and then this... I mean, the pub was right on the road. There was... I mean, the step was off the road into the pub. and We didn't uh, even think it was open. No, you're right. It was 10 in the morning. Yeah. You know, what 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. In the morning. I know. And so, but Scout let us right in there. And so we walked in. Scout felt comfortable. He knew where he was supposed to be. So he had been there once or twice. Do you remember the name who was running? Ralph. Ralph. That's right. Ralph. And what did Ralph say? (laughs) Ralph said he was 61 years old. I'm sorry. He was 60 years old and he's been in that building for 61 years. Huh? His mother and father ran the place um, before he did, and she was pregnant mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> when they were running the place, so that's how it got to be. He'd been in that building for 61 years, and that's all he does, really, is you know just sit around and wait for people to stop by and grab a pint. And I think he's told that story a thousand times whenever he sees fresh ears coming in. Well, I went in, and I, I tell you, I, I was a little... A little nervous. I was going to order a cup of tea because it was 11 in the morning, but I just didn't trust nah. <laughs> the tea thing. And so we got a beer. <laughs> a pint. <laughs> a pint. And we sat with um, with Ralph and we heard some wonderful stories about <laughs> his life in this beautiful Yorkshire Dale. Oh. And we weren't too far. The, the, the place we were actually staying was a, uh, a B&B, a five-star B&B. Um, that was this just gorgeous place. It was a, a uh, huge estate on 13 acres. Yep. And each room was done individually. And it would had been redone by this woman, the wife. Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, who has, was doing this remarkable job. And uh, th- I'd say three quarters of the place had been redone. And there were still some rooms that hadn't been done yet. Yeah, still working on uh, But we had a bedroom in in one of the nine rooms that they had and but we hung out in their house for the most of it yeah they had a little wing where they had yep. their kitchen and bed and all that stuff and then a little patio and um which was great but uh <laughs> she had she did all the work all the sewing for these beautiful rooms and they, on a regular basis they have walkers they're known for their walking yes. for their trails yes and they come in every year when we were pet sitting there it was closed, and this was their last, you know, gasp at getting some vacation time in before the season started. Season and started. Yep, yeah. yep. But as well as the the dog Scout, who do you remember? We tried to get Scout in the car. Oh, we had this rental car that was like a red roller skate. Uh, it was about the size of a roller skate to begin with, and so we had. We told you that we don't like to go touring. Um, and leaving the animals. So when we can, if the animals like to go in the car, we take them with us uh, if we're going to go touring. And we had him one day in the car for quite a lot of the day. And he was a pretty big dog, and it was a pretty small car. So the next day, we tried to get him in the car, and he went, no way, I'm not getting in that car. No way. We said, fine, stay home. So the third day... He was in the car so fast, (laughs) we barely had the door open. We were in the car so fast. It was just... So um, that was it. And we took him to the falls where the Robin Hood movie was shot. If you've ever seen the, the Robin Hood movie with Kevin Costner, where Kevin Costner or Robin Hood and Little John have their battle over these uh, rocks in the middle of this sort of stream, um, it, that's exactly where they were. Yeah. And Scott was with us because at that time he he wasn't going to miss anything. He was with he us. He dragged us through fields of garlic. Remember those? Oh. You think you were in a pizza 
Italian pizza kitchen Honest or something? Honest to God, it was like springtime in Italy or something. Oh, it, it was, was beautiful. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. But we also had um, chickens and ducks. Uh-oh. And this was, um, and I pretty much took care of the chickens and the ducks. You, I don't know if you yeah, ever went uh, over there, yeah. but I like chickens. And um, before the homeowner left, she said, okay, so um, there's a duck that's not feeling well, and there's a black hen that's not doing well. And we, I said, okay, so what does that mean? Do you bag them or do you bury them? You know, basically, you've got to get this information out, and I highly recommend anyone who is thinking about this. You got to cover the the hard news, like John said with the horses. What's the name of the vet, just in case something happens? And so, um, and then she also, I, she also said, and that's Ruby. And I, I said, well, okay, what are the names of the other? All the other ones don't have names. That one, that's Ruby, and I, you know, love that one. I said, okay. So we were taking care of those guys. Um, they didn't get let out. I don't remember letting them out. They were in a pretty big pen. It was a huge area, big closed-in garden. And um, one day I came out and the black hen had gone. And Face down in the bucket. Yeah, it just, and we knew it. I knew it had been off by itself a lot. It had been mopey. Its little neck wasn't really being held up well. And so, as she said, just bag it, which bagged it and put it in the dumpster. And then soon after, one of the ducks went. This was not good for me. I mean, I started getting worried about even going there in the morning. But the duck we also knew was on its So I have to leg. interject a story here. <laughs> I'm doing the dishes one night, and Bev has taken Scout out for a walk, and she's going to feed the ducks and the chickens or whatever. And she's not coming back. And I'm doing the dish, dishes are done. And I'm sort of waiting. I'm standing in the kitchen looking out the window. And I can see the gate to go into where the ducks are. And Scout's just standing in this gate area. And he keeps looking over his shoulder to see where Bev is. He never liked coming in. <laughs> and I, I wonder where she is. What happened? So I went out there and looked. She's got this, this about a six-foot heavy steel iron pole that she's digging in the to to dig a burial plot for one of the that was for, for no, ruby that was for ruby because for ruby. we lost the black hen which we expected we lost the duck which we expected we didn't expect to lose her favorite hen which ruby. was ruby i know and I so know. although i double bagged the duck and the hen ruby was so seemed to be so so close to her that i just couldn't do it so i did a little in the Yorkshire Dales. All rock. <laughs> I, a little bit of dirt and rock. <laughs> and I remember you bringing me out. It was actually in the morning. You brought me out coffee and shoved coffee and then disappeared. <laughs> and I finally got it deep enough so that they, I had no idea how big these guys were. And so I kept digging and digging. And finally, I got it deep enough. And then I found a little metal thing that kind of looked like a cross and put that down there yeah. and put the rocks on top of it and... And then, unfortunately, I had to text the homeowner. And, um, yeah, that was hard. That was very hard. Losing anyone's pet. Now, some people say, well, it's only a hen. But people have close relationships to all kinds of animals. So that, that was hard, and it was sad. And, oh. and the question we have to ask homeowners is, do they want to know if something goes wrong? 
Oh, that's true. That's true. And, and in Vanessa said, well, if something happens to Ruby, let me know. But the rest of them, just double bag them and throw them in the dumpster. <laughs> double bag them. And that's Whoa. true. I mean, people have different uh, views about that. There's some people who said, listen, this is our one time a year we can get away. I, don't, I can't do anything if my pet has passed. There's nothing I can do about it. So, no, don't inform me. I'd like to hear about when I get home and ha what happened. And then there are others that said, I want to know immediately. I want to know the details and who knows, I may come home. So it's, a, and no one's bad or, bad or good. It doesn't really matter. It's just different philosophies. So it is that hard question you have to ask. Even if the pet looks really healthy, you still get asked that hard question. If something were to happen, what do you want us to do? So that's the Yorkshire Dales. That's it. Still, that's... that is one of the, it may be the most beautiful place I've ever <laughs> been in my life um, to this day. Well, that's true, although you all, Hamble, you, you also like to Hamble. Yeah, but Yorkshire Dales is just spectacularly beautiful. <laughs> so those are three very different pet sits in England. Three, yeah. We started out in uh, Norwich, Norwich? Kenning Hall with the horses. Hamble and, and Yorkshire Dales. Yeah. And we're going to do another um, uh, session here with three more. That will wrap up England. That will wrap up England. Um, but we've done enough for today and yeah. uh, for this episode. We're glad you're with us. We're glad you're listening to Travel by Pet Sitting. And we hope you're getting a lot out of it. And we look forward to the next one. Happy trails. Thanks for listening to Travel by Pet Sitting. This is Bev. And this is John. And we'll see you on the road.